freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Getting, Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> Man, we had a lot of uh, a words? lot of suggestions for words. Some good words, yeah. Don't say the one. I'm for sure going to say one of them. Okay, yeah. For sure, wrote one of them down, and I checked its definition. It's Urban Dictionary definition. All of them. I'm good. Just to make sure. Uh, yeah, just to make sure. <laughs> good. I don't. I don't want you getting yourself in trouble. No, I, know, I know that can be a problem uh-huh. for you. Yep. Hey, so uh, a lot of talk, obviously, today, all about the Derby. But it's fun. Kind of, you spent the evening last night with your parents, which is. Uh, I'm going to be spending tonight with my mom at the uh, at the game, and I'm excited for that. She was. Uh, I think I told you originally, my mom didn't didn't want to go. Okay. I, I don't know why. I, I had I sent her a note like, "Hey, do you want to come to the game?" She's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. Like, okay, like, and, and she remember she said Julio wasn't going to be there, so uh-huh. she didn't think she'd want to go. I was right, like, well, right. I feel like you might enjoy it anyway. You're a lifelong baseball fan, mom. Is Robbie so, Ray going to be there? No, I know, no, no Robbie right. Torres, uh, Torres <laughs> Elmo. So, so eventually, she came around and decided that she would uh, join me at the game nice. time. But but you spent last night watching not only with your mom but your dad, I Coach did. Heward. I did. What what is that experience like at this stage in your life? Yeah, well, if you were invisible, right, and you just kind of put, I went down, saw my friends at Harness. It was great. Got a big old truck that I'm driving, pulled in in the diesel truck, and and if you could have been invisible. Grandma Peg always is the first to the door. Like she just comes with a big hug, you know, kiss on the cheek, everything else. And then, of course, Grandpa's in the shower because he just worked out. So Grandpa's got to come out and he puts on a little flex show for me. Oh, oh yeah, wow, yeah, he's he's really proud. Of, shirt off, shirt off. Oh, whoa! Yeah, yeah, I don't shirt. think I've ever been greeted by a family member shirt off. Uh huh, shirt off. That is not something the sulks do. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, so no, but my yeah. dad cuts his sleeves off because he gets hot. <laughs> right, <laughs> for softball too. Right, Didn't right, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Connection he has with Justin. Covered, yes. we'll just raise the temperature. <laughs> yeah, so much. Yes. Well, talk to my dad. Uh, he's like he's well, a bro. Justin understands. Well, your dad's a bro. He's very bro. Your dad's a bro. My oh, dad's yeah. a bro in his own way. So your dad Coach. comes out shirtless yes. to say hi. Uh, that's right. That's good. And what do you think, son? Yeah, you look great. you look great, pops. And so, <laughs> did, did you DVR the? You know, because I got there about five thirty. Did oh yeah, I got a DVR. So we go and we sit in there, and then oh no, yeah, it didn't work. Turn it on. It's like dad. Oh, oh, huh. and then Peg's like, he does this all the time. <laughs> he just, he can't figure it out. Like, just rewind it. Just, just start. Go, no, just talk into it and say recordings. How many times, Michael, have I had to tell you, Peg? Okay, so <laughs> five minutes in, it is on. So he gets to his recordings. We start it over, and yeah, they were captivated. They never watched it before. And it speaks to, as you said, the star power Julio. And we watch these other guys, and it was super fun. So, which of the which of the three of us? A little okay. game here. As we're sitting there watching, yeah, you it. gave us like six or seven quotes. Are these all from the same person, or no, no. these are all different yep, quotes? These, okay, good. These are all. That's different. what I was hoping. All right. Yep. Peg, Mike, and me sitting there. So, who said each of these three things? After, by the way, a magnificent pork chop dinner. Mm. Grandma Peg, a what did we say earlier about the air fryer? She was an early adopter. Yeah, she was in on the air fryer. Kind of before. a hipster. Oh, very. Hip. I think of her as being sort of a hipster. Oh, gosh, the yeah. pork chops are good. She last liked night the air fryer before it was popular. Before mm-hmm. everybody else was doing it. Yep. She's like Paisley. How is that a short swing? Because a number of times, as you can imagine, the analysts up there are like, oh, look at that power, mm. just such a short swing. How do? And and which of the three were like, you know, because then they do these slow mo and they show it and they're like, right. 
How is that a so you're, short you, Some of these are from swing. you? Some are from me. Some okay. are from Peg. Some are from I am going to say that's from Coach Hewart. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. So then we had to talk about some fundamentals. I said, Dad, look at his hands. Right. Right. Just short to the ball. That's exactly right. right. You know, yeah, the whole barrel through and the extension and all right. of that. But look at how short of this space yeah. his actual hands I knew move. you would know that. And I knew that. I, I guess that your mom wouldn't have reacted so strongly to that. Yep. Okay. Uh, Pete Carroll voice. This is really fun. <laughs> That's your mom. That's that Peg. could have been any of you, yeah, but yeah. That's, that's Peg. <laughs> yep, that is absolutely Peg. She just, yeah, she worked her tail off, green beans, salad. She was in there chopping up the apple, putting lemon on. Just amazing hostess with the mostest. And then when she finally got to sit down and watch it, and she's like, wow, this is really fun. She had never seen the Home Run Derby before. Okay. So well done. So she was into that. Okay. So here's, She said, this is really fun. Yep. And this is not. Yeah, this is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me and Pete's voice again. <laughs> Come on, you do that well. Nope. This is really fun. Now, this is really fun. <laughs> no, Mike. That's not it at all. Gosh, Julio has beautiful eyes. You. Nope. What? Nope. Through, Coach Heward? Through, nope. What? Nope. Wow. Well, I yep. thought you were trying to I thought you were trying to trick us on uh, that one. Yep. Wow. No. I think we've established who is it? Bump said it. There's been a bunch of other people at the station that like are like, yeah, my wife is like Julio's. Even though you guys like at spring training were enthralled too, I think. Did we mention that at spring training? I'm from forgetting. Yes. This was really fun for us. <laughs> Sorry. Was, yeah, that was Grandma Peg. No, the beautiful eyes was was Grandma. She's yeah. like, my gosh, he has got just beautiful eyes. And I didn't go into the whole story at that point. I didn't really feel like it. You didn't yeah. tell her how you got lost in them? No, no. But I do. it did flash back. The minute she said that, I flashed back to the four of us mm. sitting there at that picnic table. And the interview ends, right? And Julio walks away. Jesus. And what did we all do? It's like, sorcelled. <laughs> I just <laughs> couldn't look away. Yeah. Like tractor well, beams. Well, to be fair, not Mora. Mora, not as much as you and yeah, me. Mora, yeah, Mora could care less. Mora's like, I've seen beautiful eyes. Right. I've been there, done that. I've been in the modeling world. This yes. guy's a dog. The rest of us are like, oh, my God. Lord, he is the most beautiful no, human being. I think it's more that I feel like he's a child and it's inappropriate for me. Like if you guys were just going on oh. about some young girls. You think that would be life. gross? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, is that I, not something we should do? <laughs> okay, good. Because we I don't do like that. I needed to hold it together. It's a good point. Yeah. That's a, You know what, more Really, really good point. Yeah, you this going, is I really know, fun. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah. This is really fun. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard that? I've that's Pete that. Carroll in 2019. Uh, that's a, that's an old school one. This is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty right. much what it was. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's was... uh, either Pete Carroll or Grandma Pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. What is Marshawn wearing? Mm-hmm. I mean, you say stuff like that all the time, but I feel like that's got to come that's from like Coach Heward. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah that was that. Well, was, that. he's a dad comment, I guess. Just yeah. not your dad. Yeah, dad comment. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I've seen some of this stuff now, like you know, the youth sports scene and the youth football scene. Yeah. Like you'll see this. We played this team, and the assistant came out, shake hands. He had like this. I thought he was joking. Like, what is he wearing around his well, that neck? That team was the home run derby. It was it, like he was just modeling. That's exactly yeah. what it was. The video, you got to see how they made it. It is really cool. Was it cool? Tell yeah, me about it. Really cool. Like a little. Trailer. This is really fun. <laughs> like really cool. Like, this is really. This fun. is really cool. <laughs> this is really fun. <laughs> Back to Pete, like he comes on with us weekly during the season, and they're, uh-huh. they're like they use you as a drop. Well, I mean, when you say it like that, <laughs> this is really fun. <laughs> I 
mean, come on. <laughs> this is really cool. That chain is really cool. So it it had a, it has over a thousand stones in it, oh, and obviously you saw it spinning. That's the compass rose. Yeah. But they had it come. I was watching the. Where was it made? Local. Actually, I'm not sure. The video is from MLB, so I don't know if okay. it was local or not. But okay. the video of watching it get made is 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 really terrific because it's like an, almost an ASMR video to watch. But mm. the um, <laughs> it came out of like a treasure chest. So the woman that was standing in the tunnel holding it brings it out, opens the chest. Of course, he immediately puts it on. Mm-hmm. But watch the hype video just for the chain is worth it. What is an ASMR video again? ASMR video? Yeah. Don't you remember when Tangney did those? <laughs> You don't, remember, you don't know what that is? <laughs> I do. It's when you like the real close, like really focus on the sound, right? It's like yeah, close yeah. up When sound. you wanted us to play the cleats on the ground. Right. People, oh, like the, there we go. The, yeah. the, okay. It's soothing to hear all the It's sound. like this. This is really fun. <laughs> right, that's just a little ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> do we know how much this chain costs? That's what I want to know. Well, I would say it's invaluable. Don't you think? I mean, like how can you really put a price on something like that? Especially when it can only be one. Of, oh. 75 carats of white and yellow Swarovski crystal embellishments. Wow. Mm. Mm. It's cool. So there you go. That's a little. That's a little window. That sounds in. like quite a night for <laughs> you guys. A window, window that sounds in. like a, a good window in. <laughs> you were home. What that was like for you last night. <laughs> he does this all the time. Mike, just speak into it. <laughs> Recordings. And they say you can never go home again. I wonder why. Jeff Passon in twenty minutes in studio. After everything you need to know next, we're your home for the All Star Week, Seattle Sports, and the Seattle Sports app. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. For the second straight year, Julio Rodriguez did not win the home run derby, but for the second straight year, he absolutely owned the home run derby. 41 homers. That's the most ever hit in any round by a competitor in the home run derby. The previous record. Vlad Jr. had 40 in 2019 in his semifinals. It's hard to imagine someone doing better than that, but if you'd have to hit, I mean, he hardly missed. He had 41 home runs. I don't know how many pitches were thrown, but there was very few balls that didn't go out of the yard. When he got himself into that groove, it was out of control. It was just like machine-like, one after another, after another, after another. It's pretty darn cool to Can watch. Can we give some credit to Mr. Pena? What's his first name? Fran Meal? Holy smokes. Fran Me. Fran Me. Because Sorry. he was throwing darts. Like that BP is just, you know, you want to throw a dart. Have you right? seen the pitching ninja overlays of that stuff? <laughs> no. He, he didn't do one for him, but he did one a few years ago when somebody won. It was like four pitch overlay, yes. and they were all exactly the same. Yes. And then he showed one last night from somebody that didn't do as good a job. I was no. like, eh, nasty breaking stuff. Sorry. No, it was Beasley, Garcia's guy. Just missed, you know, there's five, six that he can't even swing at. Right. And Pena was just wrote muscle memory. I wonder, like, you know, at the uh, Dr. Pepper, like in the college football championships, you got to throw it in the Dr. Pepper can. I wonder if Pena just had something because his muscle memory and he was putting that sucker right on the spot. And it was almost like a, it almost had like some spin on it, too. It wasn't just a straight. I mean, he just flicked his wrist and, well, so did Julio. He flicked his wrist a bunch. I do wonder <laughs> if it was a little easier for Julio to, uh, to finish where he finished this year and outside of the top two. Remember, the winner, Vlad, wins a million bucks. Right. Uh, the runner-up, Mr. Rosarena, won half a million. Yeah. Last year, that was Julio, and half a million was more than his salary. <laughs> right. This year, the this one, year he's the probably yeah, doing I'm okay. Right. I'll be just fine. He, he really made the whole night special. It would have been good otherwise, but that crowd was so into it. 
And the crowd, you can hear him starting to chant here at T-Mobile Park as he takes his timeout. 1.35 to go. He's at 14. Yeah. Pretty darn cool. Unfortunately, uh, he didn't have it after that. Kind of ran out of gas. And uh, Vlad Jr. goes on to defeat Randy Rosarena. He is uh, the first ever son of a derby winner to win the derby. Pretty cool. That was pretty cool. You've seen the old pictures of him out on the field. I remember that. I do, too. And then seeing him all grown up now. I remember seeing a video of him hitting off a tee in the ball like 300 feet as a 10-year-old. like. He was FaceTiming his dad last yeah. night. His dad was fun to watch, wasn't he? Was. He? he really was pretty fun to watch. Yep. Here's the second thing you need to know. A busy day for the Mariners yesterday, and it'll be one more today as the draft continues. Yeah, we focused a little bit on the first round or so because the Mariners had those three picks, but they made eight more of them yesterday, and they did find some more super athletic dudes to play the field, but they also finally started taking some pitching and mostly college pitching. Teddy McGraw, the first of those names, big right-hander out of Wake Forest, missed all of last year due to Tommy John surgery. If he had come out the year before, though, probably would have been a much higher pick. Big-time fastball with all kinds of sink to it and a lot of upside. So you can really see what the Mariners are trying to do in the draft, and that is bringing a lot more talent in order to prepare themselves for potentially giving up some talent here in the next few weeks before the deadline. Yeah, I think Jason Churchill framed it this way in waves. And I, I know Jeff Passon's going to join us here as well. And, and he's got some of that background and understanding. But in your farm system, you want waves of talent. You can't just have one big wave and then all of a sudden there is nothing for some time. And, and we knew that there would be a pitching wave with these Mariners, that they were just drafting that way. They were developing that way. Man, and here comes that wave with Bryce and with Wu and with Logan and with Kirby and a number and Emerson Hancock and a number of those names. The next wave in the system are your bats. Your bats. And now it feels like this wave and what you've tried to do is your athleticism and just straight up talent. That the foundational pieces are there and now it's time to take a little risk. But most importantly, just add some tools, some traits, some twitch, some athleticism that in that first round especially is pretty unique. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, after all the fun, all the excitement, everything we've experienced this week, it will all conclude tonight with the actual all-star game. Julio's pumped. It's really exciting because I know they're going to keep bringing the energy, and I know how, how this fan base is. So I'm, I'm excited to see them again tomorrow. I'm sure he will be out there playing at some point, and I don't know whether we'll see either Luis Castillo or George Kirby, but I would be willing to bet we see at least one of them, don't you think? I think we see both of them. I do, too. Yeah. I, 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 there was a lot of conversation that Luis could be the starter for this game just because of the McClanahan injury, the Otani injury, Garrett Cole two days rest. That as you kind of looked at the starting pitchers and said, oh, well, right. who, who kind of fits? Luis, from a timing standpoint, probably fit the best. So you're for sure going to see him. I think you would see George as well. And, and just for an inning. I don't need to see much. Oh, that's that's all. Just an inning. Uh-huh. Move it on along. Yep. That is everything you need to know. Uh, we do that quarter pass to every hour. I was thinking there's got to be horse trading or something that goes on lobbying to get someone like Julio into this into this event tonight. I mean, he's not had an all-star season. And there right? are some players, by the way, around the league a little upset. Who is the Red Sox? Verdusco, the one of the Red Sox players, not, not Verdugo. Re- Verdugo, not real, not real happy that Julio got the nod. Because I don't blame him. Yep, honestly, and, and, I, and I say that with great love for Julio. But when you're there and you go around to the play ballpark and everything else, like Julio everywhere, man. I mean, mm-hmm. like it is, he is everywhere. 
And I don't know whether all of that stuff can get made in a very short amount of time. And, you know, all the stuff's there. You just have to slap something on top of it with whatever mm-hmm. players are in the in the all-star game. But it 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 sure would have it would sure made me think that there's a lot of lobbying that goes on behind the scenes and a lot of just like, hey, yeah, Verdugo maybe is having a better season, but this guy's got the number seven selling jersey That's in right. all of baseball. That's it's right. in his home ballpark. He's got the smile, the charisma, and baseball just needs him. And you know what? If they did that, good for them. Yep. It would be the first time I can ever remember baseball making a decision based on its marketing. star power and marketing yep. since the fact that they allowed steroids to be used in order to help bring yeah, the game back. They're starting to get that. I, I think as this concludes tonight, this just the entire show of these last seven days, I think that has maybe struck me as much as anything else. And and it's obviously in our town, so we're kind of hyper-focused on it and watching it. But I can't remember – well – I mean, I haven't watched as many as closely as this. I was at the one in, in Colorado a couple years ago. But as far as just the marketing efforts, mm-hmm. the draft, no, we're going to go big. And we're going to do it in that football stadium. And we're going to build a big stage. And we're going to invite some of these players. And, and, and you've started to see that kind of percolate the last few years. Well, do we want to copy the NFL? You know, we're baseball. We're this. We're that. We're the pastime. No, you need to market you need to market and, and don't counter market or don't counter program well, to the other league. And, and it helps when you've got guys like Julio. And he wasn't the only one last night. I mean, it was Julio's town and he shines brightly in it. But I mean, Adolis Garcia has a lot of charisma for a guy that, that I don't believe speaks much English. Randy Rosarina used a translator last night. He didn't speak English. He was, you can't tell me you watch that guy and don't feel his love for the game and the pure joy that he plays with. Right, and Vlad has guy, some of that. And then there's this guy, Otani. Right, yeah, we haven't even seen him yet. New. Yeah, I mean, the days of the Mike Trout and like they, they maybe are coming Kinsler. to an end. Uh, Acuna was running around and yep. having a blast last night. He's a huge star. Rutschman just put on an absolute show. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I came away and we'll last passing about it. I came away last night feeling really good about where baseball is at mm-hmm. and being there and seeing a lot of that stuff. I thought was really darn cool. All right. Well, the man himself, Jeff Passan, supposedly going to be in the building here, uh, assuming he figures out how to get here with an Uber. Mm. Uh, we will do that next. Brock and Salk, don't go anywhere. It's Seattle Sports on seven ten. SeattleSports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Wow, first time ever. Jeff Passan in the building today, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Good morning, Jeffrey. It's great to have you here. Did I have to turn my microphone on? Yeah, there? that's the rules. When you're here, you got it. We make you do your own work. Good producing, more. Yeah, Thank you. no, we make you do all your own work. That's fine. Maura's Dude, so tall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wore heels today, so it's worse than normal. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the red carpet down at Pike Place yeah. Market, possibly. Are you? Yeah. yeah. As what? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, a spy. I yeah. was gonna say. Well, you'll definitely be able to see over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow she'll be able to see over Kirchin and Rosenthal and Buster and Keith Law. Keith's probably not here, out. but yes, and you and me. Yeah. Hey, I'm taller than most of that that crew. That's a that's an exceptionally short crew. I was there's something about sports writers yeah. and baseball writers in particular it's crazy that we're tiny. Hey, so uh, let's we only have you for a little while, so I want to make sure we we jump into this. You were there last night. Julio Rodriguez is finish the sentence. I, I, awesome is just so 
boring and easy, but it's the first thing that popped into my head. You know, okay, I'll do it. Julio Rodriguez, I'm going to do two words here. Julio Rodriguez is a showman. That's what he is. He felt the energy of that place and knew exactly what he needed to do. And I think he was willing to sacrifice winning the entire thing to go out and have one ridiculous round. Because isn't that what all the local fans are going to remember? This is not going to be the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won the Derby. Mm -mm. Just in the same way that 2019 was not Pete Alonso Mm -hmm. won the Derby. It was Vladimir Guerrero hit 40 home runs in a round. And last year was the same way. I mean, Julio kind of won it last year without winning it. I know. Mm -hmm. And and here's the thing. One of these years, he's going to want to hoist the trophy above his head. Mm -hmm. But for now, he, like... You know, when he came up and J-Rod Show was sort of his nickname, I was just like, eh, that's, <laughs> that's an iffy nickname. I, I'm not a big fan. No, it fits because yeah. that's what he is. There, There is this magnetism about him. I saw it yesterday morning. By the way, I almost I, – I picked him to win the Derby on the, the pregame broadcast, and I almost didn't do it. Because he was up yesterday morning, like at eight thirty, going and meeting and greeting and shaking hands and kissing babies yep. and giving a speech. And for someone at home, these are long, long weeks. Like, and and Julio takes all of that on. And and there's going to be a point. It's not here yet. There is going to be a point where he's going to stop doing that. And where he's going to say, I'm putting all my energies toward winning a championship and that more than any brand building or more than, you know, putting myself out there is going to be the only priority. But for now, he is trying to do it all at once and showed last night is doing it pretty successfully. Speaking of kind of that crossroads moment, and maybe it's because it's in our town and we are so hyper-focused on on being great hosts and entertainers and everything else in this city. It feels like just before you came in, Salk and I were talking about, man, in 09 when we started this show, in 10, 11, how many conversations did we have about baseball? And it's old and it's stodgy and they don't market. And where is their star power and where is so much fun? And I, I think even early on with you, Jeff, we had had some of these conversations like just let your guard down, just show some emotion, just connect with people. When did that start to turn? Because I have felt like over these three, four days and again, Probably be, sure, sure um, felt it last night in the oh, building. There was a lot of the real dr- you felt it at the charismatic draft. star power in you, there. You felt its turn the last few years that no, we can market and we can be fun and we do have young stars. I think it happened when Major League Baseball realized that among its best players, there was a demographic change happening. And if you've ever watched winter baseball in the Dominican Republic mm. or what used to be in Venezuela or Puerto Rico. Mexico. Yeah. I mean, baseball is different in America than it is everywhere in the world. Baseball here, remember, started as a sport where people showed up looking like I do right now. They're in suits and stuffy and, you know, start shirts and, like, it was the gentleman's game. And I think shaking itself free of that while understanding you don't lose your soul, 
that there are different incarnations of the game everywhere and that integrating different pieces mm. of those parts of the game, uh, it's vital for your survival. Because right now, let's look at the best players in the world. Shohei Otani's from Japan. Ronald Acuna Jr. is from Venezuela. Fernando Tatis Jr. is from the Dominican Republic. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is from the Dominican Republic. Julio Rodriguez is from the Dominican Republic. I can go on and on and on. The majority, I mean, if we're talking different countries, Corbin Carroll's from Seattle, which... Which is also kind of a different country to to most of America. Dude, to the baseball world, Seattle is a different country. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not Arizona, Florida, Texas, California, which is where... to the media world, it's crazy because it's not New York. So, I mean, the whole thing is really (laughs) nuts that he's from here. No, that's a good point. No, Jeff, I think you make a really good point on that. And you could see it last night. I mean, you mentioned a few of those guys. The other name that I would almost have to put on there, and I don't know if he's the world's biggest star, but... I just continue to be blown away by Rosarena and just his <laughs> his charisma yeah, without speaking any English is unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's it. It's he has like I hate using this word because I'm a 42 year old white guy. He's got so much swag. He does. He does. Like he epitomizes the idea of swag because he just knows who he is. He is unapologetic about it. And he says to the world, you can either love me or hate me, but guess what? You're going to love me. How did Seattle rank last night and and throughout this week? I mean, you've been to a lot of these all-star games. This is the first one I've ever been to. It's cool. What is, how does Seattle compare to some of the other cities that have done this? I'm not just saying, you know, Seattle's a great sports town. Like you guys know that. And there's been one really, really interesting thing that's happened this week. What do you think? It is. In my mind, coming here, something I did not expect. Mm. The food's great. The weather's great. I knew that. I knew that. The baseball, not, the base, not, some of the, some of your compatriots. Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Let, okay. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's address this. The, the few, the few things that have happened this week, there have been, there have been, uh, honestly, guys, I, I'm, I'm very proud of you because your listenership here oh. is Far and wide. And I have had so many people this week come up to me and say, I love you on Brock and Sock. Wow. Really? Like, it's been really, really cool. Um, but one guy came up to me and and he just sort of like smirked. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, just, he was just sort of like, I went blank. And he just walked away. <laughs> what you don't know is that that was Howdy. <laughs> You don't know yeah. what he looks like, so you have no idea if that was him Short, or not. Stocky, yeah. wider than he was tall. Yeah, yeah that was that was boy howdy. Yeah, and and there was there was one guy who came up to me and was a little aggressive. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like it's about like, the spoiled thing. It's like passing. I think I'm spoiled. <laughs> that was Bob Stelton. Right? <laughs> 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 wow. wow. Yes, but then he smiled. He's okay. like, bro, I'm just kidding. Just Phew. kidding. Well, that's good. Uh, so what is the one thing? Have you said it yet? I have not said okay. it. What is it? So what sets this apart? The true, deep loathing of the Houston Astros. <laughs> yes. Oh, my How crazy God. was that at the draft? Dude, the draft? Last night. Last night? Yeah. I mean, 
I had no idea that it, like this is worse than I've heard it in LA mm-hmm. where they lost the World <laughs> Series to the Astros. This is worse than I've heard it in New York. Like this is the most concentrated booing of Houston Astros people that I have ever seen, it, which is something considering we're going on like five years now yeah. after. Well, I think it also has to do with last year and, you know, they get knocked out by the Astros mm-hmm. and they're in the same division. They showed up in this division. They were supposed to be terrible. Yeah. And all of a sudden <laughs> they, they went on like juggernauts. the world's greatest run. I mean, like <laughs> that doesn't help matters much. They've beaten the Mariners. I don't know how many times. So you get a lot of frustration there. I thought Manfred handled it really well. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. What in the Scantum B Anthem <laughs> happened to the commission? Yeah. Are you familiar with Scantum B Anthem? No. Oh. They may have done. That's something Jerry told us sometime. We weren't sure what he was talking about. Try to figure this out. Yeah, can you Scantum say- They may have done. Hold on, hold on. Can you slow it down a no. little? No, we refuse. You hold have on. to, you okay, have to what, figure it out. What, one more time. Wrong clip. Scantum They may have done. <laughs> we know what he was saying now. He was trying to say scant as they may have been. Yes. Scant, as scant as they may have been. Are you sure? <laughs> it's not, there's not a chance that's what it is. It's absolutely what he's saying. That's what Jerry said he was saying. Well, right, but <laughs> I'm sure Jerry said he was saying Scantum that. Scantum the anthem. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those the things. Kamish got a little shook. Kamish didn't really like that, huh? No. He, yeah. No. I, and, and here's the thing. He was wrong like in hindsight the way he handled it stunk yep and at the time i didn't think that was the case Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. i was totally wrong about that too because there you know they took a risk their their risk was that when they talked with players they were not going to get anything more than they had already anything more than evan drellick and ken rosenthal reported in the original story and that's pretty much what happened mm-hmm. a few details here and there mm-hmm. but not much from players and if you're giving immunity it's almost like is is the fbi going to give a deal to someone unless they know that person has the goods Major League Baseball gave the deal to all of the Astros players because they were afraid that if they tried to go out and nail them for doing this, the MLBPA was going to put a stick in the gears and make this thing into a multi-year story. Well, guess what it turned into? Exactly what they were trying to avoid. Precisely. Well, you heard it the other night, Sunday night. Yeah, I think you heard it from these fans. And I don't know, I think maybe, the, uh, quite honestly, the, the, the sports fan in this town has been emboldened a little bit. You know, years ago, we were always a passive-aggressive, South Alaska, Pacific Northwest. And then, you know, a team right across the street came into town with Marshawn, <laughs> who you saw last night. And I think it's just emboldened the fan here. In Did you hang market. with Marshawn later last night? Was that your night? No. Okay. I wasn't I sure. Did, no, I did, however, see Bobby Wagner. Oh. And Bobby Wagner, it was one of, <laughs> these are my favorite situations when somebody says they like my work and I don't believe them. Huh. And it's not that I, it's not that I think Bobby Wagner is a liar. I just don't think he has any idea who I am at all. <laughs> he might. You think? 
it's not impossible. I don't know how much Bobby likes baseball, but if he does, he will yeah. definitely know who you are. Yep. Like he's Bobby's the kind of guy we've told this story on the air where if he hears you talking about him or it gets back to him, he'll call you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Which, by the yeah. way, I love. I say that with great respect. Like Bobby heard me at some point say something, and he texted me, and I wrote him back, and we ended up talking for a while and parted probably understanding each other better than we did before it. I mean, he's just, that's the kind of guy he is. I mean. So he it, might know who you are. Isn't it nice when you, like, talk with people? Yep. <laughs> and, and Instead of just getting mad about something you heard somebody said forthhand, yes, yeah, that is a good thing. Can we talk Mariners for a couple of minutes yeah, here, kind of where they're at? They win seven of nine to finish off the first half. They do it against three good pretty teams. good teams. Yep. What does it mean, and what does the next three weeks mean now? This was the run that they needed to start. They need to continue it now, and if. You know, I still don't think they are going to be heavy buyers or sellers at the deadline uh, unless they go on, you know, another 7 of 9 or an 11 of 13 and really thrust themselves into that position. And a- as we've seen, this, like the trade deadline's going to come down to July 29th, 30th. 31st mm-hmm. and August 1st. There's going to be like a 96-hour window where pretty much everything happens. So understanding that, if you're a team like the Mariners and you're sort of in between, you can give yourself that leeway. And that you know that's great. It, it gives you time to understand not who you are because I think they know who they are right now, but to understand where you are in the context of everybody else. Yeah, and everybody else is still fairly competitive. I think that's what we learned last year leading up mm-hmm. to the deadline. These two wild cards have changed the trade deadline. Used to be this guy's favorite day of the year, like when we started. Yeah, because there were real buyers and sellers. Correct. Dave Ross was asking me about the trade deadline yesterday, and I was like, well, they're all buyers. There just aren't that many sellers anymore. We might get there, though. I hope so. Because the, that's what the, makes like, the trade deadline great, when you've got a little of both. The Cardinals might sell. Yeah. White Sox, it looks like, are going to sell. White Sox are probably selling. Um, I, I think they're going to be – I don't think the Mets are going to sell. I don't think the Padres are going to sell. That's, like, that, that would, would change re- everything. That would really change things. So how significantly are those teams going to sell? I mean, I read the uh, Heyman piece yesterday saying the White Sox will consider everyone except for the four players you might actually want on their team. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, we'll great. Give you, we'll give you Lucas G later right. and, and no one else. else. Like, yeah. Oh, but you want Lewis Robert? No. you want like Okay, so that's fine. Yep. The Cardinals do have a lot of really young talent. I saw Nolan Arenado's name even mentioned as a possibility that he could get dealt. I mean, like, how how big could this go? The Cardinals could go a little bigger, I think, than people think. The White Sox, no one's untouchable. That's the reality. No one's untouchable if you make the right offer. Like, there, there's just a, there's always calculus involved. I understand that the Reds wanted to move Luis Castillo, but they needed to get Noel V. Marte and Edwin Arroyo before they did that. Like, they, they needed to be blown away. And that's exactly what the Mariners did. And that's been a trade, I think, that's been mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like, you look back on that deal, nobody misses Noelvi Marte and Edwin Arroyo. And nobody in Cincinnati, well, actually, Cincinnati does miss Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. They could really use well, him right, right now. They but in really the future, right they'll be now. pretty excited to have those two guys with their new superstar and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, it's okay there, for trades to be mutually beneficial. Do you think there's any Mariner that's untouchable? Julio. 
He's it. Julio's untouchable. Um, I, I would bet Kirby's untouchable. I can't imagine a scenario in which they traded George Kirby. Can you? Oh, Jeff's got the like, I don't know, maybe they would trade George Kirby face. Yeah, I, I think George Kirby could be moved, but I think it would have to be for like a top 20 player in right. all of baseball. Like it would have to be for the sort of guy who other organizations would say he's untouchable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to, there are other players that wouldn't be moved. I mean, they're not going to move Luis Castillo because he's got a new contract and all that. Right. That's not to say they wouldn't, but they're not gonna. The, the real questions I have, the two guys that are most interesting to me in their major league roster are Logan Gilbert because of how much you could get back. And the other one for me is Brian Wu. And I, I, I've kind of brought him up now a few times because I think he's in a unique position. He cannot finish this year. He only has so many starts left in him because of you know previous injuries and where he's at, build up. He's only got a handful or a dozen starts left this year. So if you're the Mariners and you've he's now shown that he can do it in the big leagues, so that would think that gives him more value than a prospect that hasn't done it in the big leagues. And he can't pitch for them the rest of this year. For a team that is truly selling, is Brian Wu like a kind of unicorn where, oh my God, you could acquire a guy that's done it but can't do it the rest of this year when you don't need him anyway? Yeah, but isn't that putting too much emphasis on a 2023 season that hasn't warranted doing that yet? Probably. If if this is 2022, Brian Wu is like the, you know, the greatest trade bait of all time. But now for this team, for for this lineup that still even though it's been on a nice run here, doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence that it's going to hit better this October than mm-hmm. it did last October, and it really didn't mm-hmm. hit much last October. I just don't know if during the season is necessarily the right time to do that. You're, I mean, your analysis here is spot on. If Brian Wu were to move, he would be the right guy to trade. But I don't know, man. I, I look at what this rotation can be going forward, and I'm not going to say punt on 2023. I'm just going to say be judicious about how much energy and effort you put into making 2023 the priority as opposed to the years going forward because you don't want to overcompensate for mistakes that you made months mm-hmm. ago by trying to go a little bit too far. I think some of the challenge in this market with that is, and we saw this in free agency this last year, we've heard it the last few years, free agency A isn't great because people are locking their own up, and then B, the hitters, not mm, a good class. Mm-mm. And they don't want to come here anyway. And then the trade market last year is we talked to Jerry every single week. Disintegrated. It, it's just it's just slow. I mean, there just isn't the market that there used to be for one that is built on drafting and developing and then that third component of trading. And just very, very curious. So you could say in all of your analysis. Well, Jerry, Jerry's always tweaking, though. You know, Jerry's like, yeah, he's itching. Give me a trade. <laughs> like, and so I, I think, let's put it this way. I think there will be trades to be had for bats this offseason. Mm. They're going to be expensive, though. Yep. And they're going to be expensive because what bats are there in free agency like it is yep very very yeah. slim pickings well and if you're thinking about trading a uh, cole young it's a good thing you just drafted a kid who's exactly like him in the first round this year. i mean like you could kind of see their plan brock said free agent bats don't want to come here yep. trading for free for for bats has been incredibly expensive prospect wise well you better draft bats 
and they drafted their first four players this year were yep. all bats. You know what, though? It's interesting, though, because instead of drafting, it, I, I think this leans more toward the Mariners are going to make some trades because if they wanted bats that were going to be close to the big leagues, they would have taken college guys. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, they take Colt Emerson, high school shortstop, Johnny Farmello, high school center fielder, Ty Pete, high school shortstop, all incredibly like athletic uh, and and yet in Emerson's case really polished guys and you're right, Emerson and Cole Young pretty similar <laughs> comps and Cole Young has turned out pretty damn good. Like if there were a redraft from 2022, Cole Young's probably a top 10 pick. Wow. You got a super busy day. You got to get running here. Last question for you. You were on with us last week and it's amazing what one week of good baseball can do. The math you said is going to be really tough. You know, as you just look up well, that math's gotten a little easier. Rangers are six Astros four in the wild card. Now can the Mariners mathematically make a run? And if so, how important is Minnesota, Detroit, Toronto coming out of the break at home? I think Minnesota, Detroit, and Toronto coming out of the break is more important for just how much the Mariners are going to invest in the last two months of this season than what the standings are going to look like. Because we, we also have to remember, trades don't always work. Like you can, you know, you can, you can go, you can go for it and it can turn very ugly, very quickly. And it's not like there's a, a, you know, a waiver trade deadline now where you can go off and sell the guys that you just traded for. No, that doesn't exist. Like you have to be all in or all out by August 1st. And maybe the Mariners pick up a couple of people. Didn't they do that a few years ago? Yeah. Where they, they did work. the little buy-sell thing. At that the was deadline. the year they traded Graveman and yes. got back Toro, Toro and yep. some other folks. Don't and, bring his name. Yeah, I know. Brock hates Toro. Yeah, no, it, it, it's funny how that'll happen. I'll never forget being in Las Vegas for some reason, watching on TV when the Yankees traded for Jeff Weaver. And I just remember whoever it was on baseball tonight, like, well, good luck, everybody, because now the Yankees have Jeff Weaver. It's like, <laughs> well, that did not work out the way it was supposed to. Maybe it was early. 2000 something like that hey last thing good point from the 509 because uh, you know i think what you said is a commonly held view that hey their offense struggled in uh in october they played five games in october last year four runs 10 runs seven runs two runs zero runs it was the last two games but that that last two games obviously stand out to everybody because well the second of them was two games in one it was 18 innings long where nobody scored and maybe that was the shadows maybe it was the pitching maybe it was the offense but yeah i don't know i i still believe that this offense is capable of a lot more than it's done so far this year and if what we saw last night when's it gonna show up well i think what it needs to like 90 games into the season i know and yet sometimes you are what you are and yet i still believe I'm not saying they're going to be the 27 Yankees. By the way, in a few years, are we going to have to stop saying that? The 27 Ooh, Yankees? Good like question. when we get past 2027, do we have to stop saying the 27 Can Yankees is the comp go? for everything? He's got a busy day. He's got a lift rider out there. He's when go. Julio starts hitting, which I still think he will do, this offense will be better. Just the way Texas has come back to earth, the way we talked about. Like some of these things will develop over time. They just take time to happen. The pitching's so good. Texas or Hughes or or here? Here. Okay, good. Because I was hoping you weren't talking about Texas. No, no. It's pretty Thank good. Thank you, Jeffrey.
It's good to see you in person, man. I know. It's All fun right. to be in we here. Have to like see, we just need the Mariners to make the playoffs more so that we can do this. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We appreciate it. Love having you. And glad to know that uh, there's a few four, five, six people around town that actually listen to this stupid show. We'll be right back for a few more hours. It's Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710 Where's my breakfast sandwich?